0: You're listening to the Crossing DE podcast from the Crossing in Milton, Delaware, a community dedicated to developing devoted followers of Jesus.
1: Hi, I'm Nehemiah. I'm Easy. We are going to be opening our Bibles to Daniel chapter 3. Let's get ready with today's lesson.
2: Inspired by the Book of Daniel, chapter three. King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon Like to go big. Build me a statue. Of course, your Majesty. Granite, marble, <laughs> copper. I'm thinking gold. Gold. Pure gold. Wow. Okay. Six feet tall. Seven. Taller. Twenty! Taller! Seventy-seven! Taller! Ninety! Ding, ding, ding! We have a winner! We'll need a supersized furnace to smelt that much gold. Then supersize it. Commence the
0: smelting. So the king's craftsmen melted down tons of gold and shaped it into an enormous statue nine feet wide and taller than two and a half telephone poles. They set it just outside the city, in the broad plain of Dura.
2: Mmm, such a finely smelted specimen. We must invite everyone to admire my statue.
0: So the king instructed messengers to summon all of his officials. Three of them were Jewish men who had come to Babylon as captives, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It's a royal decree. That I can see. Are you all coming with me? So the three friends arrived at the Plain of Dura where all the other officials had gathered. A messenger from the king called out loudly.
2: This is the king's command. When you hear the sound of horns, flutes, zithers, lyres, harps, and pipes, you must fall down and worship this golden statue.
0: Worship a false god? That's worse than odd. I wouldn't even give it a nod.
2: Oh, and FYI, if you don't do it, you'll be thrown into a blazing
0: furnace. (laughs) Immediately? Music began to play. Every single official threw themselves down on the ground except for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And let me tell you, their refusal to bow did not go unnoticed. Who do they think they are? I think we should make things hot for them, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Several officials dusted themselves off and went straight to the king. King Nebuchadnezzar. May you live forever. Thanks. Will do.
2: You told everyone to bow down.
0: As soon as they hear the sounds of the horns, flutes, zithers, lyres, harps, and pipes.
2: But these Jews you appointed don't serve your gods. They refuse to worship your gold statue. Even when they hear the sounds of horns, flutes, zithers, lyres, harps, and pipes?
0: Even when they hear the sounds of
2: horns, flutes, zithers, lyres, harps, and pipes. Oh! Now, I am very angry, in a very big way. The king sent for the three friends. Is what I hear about you true? Don't you serve my gods and worship the gold statue I set up? We will not bow. Even when you hear the sounds of horns, flutes, zithers, lyres, harps, and pipes? We refuse to kowtow. Even though you'll be thrown into a blazing furnace? This
0: ends now. Even if we're thrown into a blazing furnace, the one true god will save us. But even if he didn't, we still wouldn't serve your
2: gods or bow down to some golden statue.
0: Uh, That didn't rhyme. Nebuchadnezzar's face burned red as a ripe tomato.
2: Make the fire seven times hotter. Tie them up,
0: throw them in. The king's strongest soldiers grabbed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They knotted heavy ropes around the three friends and then shoved them into the roaring flames. The king peered into the blue hot heart of the flames and then leapt back in surprise. Didn't we throw
2: three men into the fire? And they all deserved it. Look, I see four men walking around untied. The fire hasn't harmed
0: them. The fourth man, Looks like a son of the gods. Sure enough, a fourth figure stood there with the three friends. An angel, or perhaps Jesus himself? Dumbfounded, the king rushed to the door of the furnace.
2: Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, you who serve the Most High God, come out.
0: The three friends walked out of the scorching flames, completely unharmed. The royal officials crowded around to see.
2: Their hair isn't singed. Their robes haven't burned. They don't even smell like smoke.
0: King Nebuchadnezzar was so impressed that, as usual, he went big.
2: May the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be praised. He has sent his angel and saved his servants who trusted in him. No other god can save people this way. So, I'm giving an order about the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. No one may say anything against him. Well, what happens if somebody does? Well, they'll be snipped in tiny pieces and the homes turned into piles
0: of trash. Go,
2: God. Go, God. Go, 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 God. Go, God. god.
0: Go, God. Go, Go, God. Go, God. The king even honored Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and gave them higher positions in the kingdom.
1: I'm Mark, this is Harrison, and Harrison's going to help us with the presentation today. Harrison, you ready? All right, Harrison is going to be our visual guy. I'm going to be the verbal guy, and uh, you know, he's going to help us understand uh, the story today and then how the Lord would want us to live as well. Um, Harrison, I just want to commission you. Would you just maybe start by with a vertical line right splitting the screen? And would you just you know draw some of the things you remember from the story as I you know share a little bit by way of introduction, all right? Uh, We are continuing our sermon series, Like a Child, Like a Child. And this is a perfect story for this series because uh, most scholars think that these uh, three gentlemen, Shadrach, uh, Meshach, and Abednego, or Rack, Shack, and Benny, if you will, uh, were probably teenagers. They were teenagers taking this stand against the king, and it's so incredible and fits perfect. In fact, this is one of those stories for me. I love this story because it's been so inspiring, so challenging, so emboldening, so uh, soul-stirring. Uh, uh, um, my whole life, especially you know, since I was a, a t- you know a young, handsome, strapping teenager, you know, like Harrison. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> So, uh, so, you know, here's the image and everybody's about, but over here, it was Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, these three Jewish young boys who were going to take a stand. And so here we have a king who is very narcissistic. He issues a command that everybody's going to gather behind this image that he made representing himself. And as soon as the music comes, everyone's going to bow down and worship with a threat. And if you don't, you'll be thrown into the fiery furnace. Well, that's a problem for any faithful Jewish, you know, person who is committed to living God's number one command. You shall have no other gods before me. And you definitely shouldn't bow down before them, right? Long story short, they refused to obey. They didn't bow and they were hurled into a fiery furnace. And nothing happened to them. In fact, the story ends uh, with the Lord showing up in an unexpected way and saving them. King Nebuchadnezzar jumped off his throne, and King Nebuchadnezzar said, God, come out of here. And he ended up praising God. The last verse in the story says that when they came out, their bodies were unharmed, their hairs were unsinged, uh, their garments were not scorched, and they didn't even smell like smoke. Now, that's the biggest miracle of the text. I go stand around a campfire for 23 seconds. I have to go and take a shower because I smell like smoke, right? So here they are, and they're saved, and uh, I love this. I love this story because these three, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they that's a great one, nope, nope, we're not going to bow, nope. King, we're not going to participate in that, nope. We're not drinking the Kool Aid. Nope. We're not going to be like the rest of the world. Nope. Not today, Satan. Not today. Right? But that would have been such a difficult situation for them, a difficult decision, because think of all the pressure that would have been on these three gentlemen, the pressure. I mean, just the image itself, 90-foot-tall golden image would have been so overwhelming, you know, would have added pressure because it represented the king who ruled with a my way or the highway to the furnace, if you know what I mean, type mentality. Just the image would have brought pressure. The threat would have brought so much pressure. If you don't bow down, you're going to be thrown into the fiery furnace. Okay? And then it's interesting that uh, I think there would have been added pressure by the emotional, seductive music. Why was there music? Because music stirs the soul, sometimes for good, sometimes for bad. And so there's seductive music tones, a, a seductive beat, seductive lyrics, and it would have added more pressure. Then the pressure that everyone else was doing it. Everybody else in the whole world was going to do it, was going to bow down. And they were gonna, there's no way they were not going to be noticed. They're going to stick out like a sore thumb. And then the pressure of personal rationalization. I bet they were tempted to think something like, Well, you know what? Maybe we could bow down on the outside and commit to not bowing down on the inside. Maybe we could just go through the motions. Uh, I mean, after all, the statue's not a real God. It's it's nothing really. So maybe let's not rock the boat. Let's just bow down and let's just fit in, you know, even though on the inside we're standing for the Lord. But their, (laughs) their commitment was, nope. Not today. How did they do that? How did they succeed? How did they stand up against the whole world? Well, a couple of things. I just want to underscore, and uh, I, you know, Harrison, this is incredible drawing. First of all, they decided ahead of time. They decided. They made their decision before they got to the time of pressure. Right. And there's so many great commitments and decisions you and I need to make ahead of time. Don't wait for the pressure to be turned up. If you wait till the pressure, you're going to be burned every time. No pun intended. Well, maybe a little intended. Decide ahead of time, amen? That's, that's key. And uh, a second thing is, I love how they stood together. Together they made the decision, we are going to do this together, and we're going to stand strong together. Oh, the importance of fellow followers of Jesus. Amen? Yes. Man, we need each other. We need to know we're not alone. And they weren't alone. They were together. And that was so important. Uh, Harrison, I was just going to tell you, uh, when I was your age, I was 16, right? 16? 16. Um, when I was 16, um, one of the greatest blessings in my life was our um, youth group. Um, our student, in our student ministry, uh, there were actually 16 of my classmates that went to our church and was part of our youth group. Now, I only, my, my graduating class had 48. Southern Ohio, Hickville, Hick as you can get, 48 classmates, 16 of them were in my youth group, and that's a third, right? Our athletic director would actually call the church, ask for the student minister to get his plan schedule for the year so that he doesn't schedule a game conflicting with our schedule. Our high high school would actually advertise our youth group events. Nothing really going on in school today, but the Lewis Church of Christ, or the Leesburg Church of Christ, they're doing this tonight. Why don't you come? My greatest blessing. In fact, my class, 16 out of 48, uh, my youth group, we were the peer pressure. And what are the greatest blessings, right? Love that. Well... um, Harrison, that's an incredible job. I just want to take a quick picture of it. Beautiful. Uh, can I ask you to erase your precious artwork? And I'm going to ask you to draw another picture. And kiddos, if you have uh, your paper, maybe on the back side, on the blank side, you could draw maybe something in the likeness of what Harrison's going to do. In fact, all of you, I'd like to pay attention to this artwork because it's actually going to help us better understand how we are to live in this corrupt, seductive world. You ready? You ready? I'm going to read some select passages from Colossians chapter 3. and would you, yeah, would you start with a horizontal line? All right? And as I read this text, just draw some things that you're hearing. All right. What a, what a beautiful, a beautiful artist. Here, here we go. Um, Colossians chapter three verse one says this. I think we got it here. "Since then, you have been raised with Christ." Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Okay, uh, here's God on his throne, and at the right hand of God is who? And who's with Jesus? Me. And So I'm envisioning the throne of God, Jesus at the right hand, and then maybe a little stool for me to sit on because since I've been raised with Christ, Right? And so there we are, Uh, here's God, big G, here's Jesus, you know, big J, and then here's little old me, or actually, this is you right now, isn't it? That's Harrison. Okay, good. Look at verse 2. Here's the next verse. Set your mind on things above the line, not on earthly things. Harrison, would you label this top, say, above the line, like heavenly things, and and maybe down here, worldly things? Set your mind on things above the line, not on things below the line. All right? I want to jump to verse 5, Colossians chapter 3, verse 5, and I'm going to read, basically I'm going to read you a couple lists uh, of things, and uh, church audience, I want you to help Harrison. Uh, I, I don't want to embarrass him in front of you know, this crowd, so I want you to you know, kind of shout out where things go. I'm going to mention something and just, you know, above or below the line, above or below the line, all right? Here we go, Colossians chapter 3, uh, starting with verse 5, says this, Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Here's the first one. Sexual immorality. Below. Below. All right. You can just put sex if you want to. (laughs) It's kind of crazy you got to write that in church, isn't it, Harrison? (laughs) Impurity. Uh, Above or below? Below. All right. Below. Impurity. All right. Lust. Below. 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 All right. Good. Good. What, What a great audience. Smart. Very smart. Evil desires, below, evil desires, you know what those are, evil desire, flesh, you know, trying to rule, evil desires, all right. Greed, where does that one go? Oh, greed. Actually, it it says greed, which is idolatry. Greed is actually putting something above, uh, you know, before the Lord. Idolatry, you know, below, way below, like bottom line below, right? How about this next verse? Uh, Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways as you lived uh, in the life you once lived. Look at verse uh, verse 8. But now you must also rid yourself of these things. Anger. Where does that go? Below. Anger. Right? How about rage? You know, just a little bit more than anger. Right? And Rage and then there's anger. Um, Malice. Anybody come to church today full of malice? Okay, good. Good. Thank you. Uh, you know, be uh, slander, below, uh huh, filthy language. Mm. Some of you needed that reminder this week. I have a feeling. All right, let me skip that verse twelve. Uh, another list. Uh, help Harrison out. I don't. I don't want to embarrass him. Um, Therefore, God's people, right? That's us. Those of us been raised with Christ, holy and dearly loved. Clothe yourself with compassion. Abba. Kindness. Abba. Abba. Humility. Abba. Gentleness. Abba. Patience. Abba. How many of you love that one? Mm, mm-hmm. Now this list is kind of reminding me of the fruit of the Spirit, isn't it, you? A little, little trigger here. Look at this next verse. Uh, bear with each other and forgive one another. Forgiveness. Abba. Forgive whatever grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Look at this last verse, verse 14. And over all these virtues put on love above, which binds them all together in perfect unity. He did pretty good. You missed one? What was that, lust? Oh, no, you got it. Good. All right, make sure that's on the Here's the point. Here's the whole point of the sermon, all right? Kiddos, get this. Uh, Church family members, get this. Live above the line. Just live above the line. Hey, and as things come at you, as life comes at you this week, hey, make a quick decision. Does it belong below the line or above the line? And then stay above the line. Amen? That's the message. That's the message. Harrison, I, I wanted to share a story with you that um, I think it'll, you know, I just want it to be relevant to you. Our life group, a couple weeks ago, our life group met and we had a great time. And uh, my son David, um, who's 25, happened to be in town. And I, sa- I said, Hey, David, won't you just hang around with life group? And he did. So he stayed around, so because he's sitting at the table with us, you know, I call, called an audible in my mind, and I said, hey, here's how I want to start out life group to, tonight. Uh, you know, I just want to tap into all of your experience and, you know, your life, um, and if you could go back and advise your, uh, David, how old are you? And David said 25, and I'm like, if you could go back and advise your 25-year-old self, what would you tell yourself? And, and maybe today, you're 16, you know, what, what would you tell a 16-year-old? What would you tell your 16-year-old? And they, they shared some things that were incredible. I want to share them with you. The first, one of the first things that came out was simply this, desire, uh, Harrison, desire to be respected, not necessarily liked. Oh, that's a good one. Desire to be respected, not necessarily liked. The world wants you to be liked, like, like, driven by like, 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 like. like. No. Uh, In fact, if you are driven by being liked, you'll never be respected. In fact, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Rakshak, and Benny, you could tell they weren't living to be liked. They were living to be respected. If they lived to be liked, you had never heard of them. But we honor them, don't we? That was a great lesson. A second thing that our life group said, uh, Harrison, choose your friends wisely. Choose your friends wisely. I tell you what, show me your friends, I will show you your future. If They're that important. You show me your friends and I can show you, well, they're either going to build you up or they're going to take you down. Right? Choose your friends wisely. And, and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they chose wisely. They had each other. We need, we need each other, right? We're not alone. The third thing that came out of that life group discussion, and my son, 25, just, you know, soaking it all in, and I'm like, yes. Decide now how you're going to respond then. Isn't that a good one? You and I need to decide now how we're going to respond then. Because if you wait till then, uh, you're going to get burned. So let's decide now. There's some commitments we need to make now. And Harrison just, I don't mean to embarrass you with this, but, you know, 16-year-old, I was a 16-year-old. I raised some 16-year-olds. I I know some things coming your way. This world is going to pressure, pressurize you. This world is going to pressure you into drinking, smoking marijuana, sex, sexual activity, pornography, This world's going to pressure you into, with a group of friends, trying to destroy property. This world's going to try to pressure you into bullying somebody else. You've got to decide now how you're going to respond when those pressures come. So decide now how you'll respond. Then, Um, a, A fourth answer that came out of Life Group was, just be okay with what God chooses. Be okay with what God chooses for you. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were like, hey, our God can, but even if he don't, our answer is still, nope, not today. Yeah, be okay with what God chooses. And then know this, the the last thing is, he's always with you. Now, he might not save you from fiery situations, but he will be with you through it, amen? Amen. I love that. I love our life group. Um, Harrison, let's land the plane this way. I want to encourage you to memorize one verse. 1 John 5, 9. Maybe write that up in red so that they'll be able to see it. 1 John 5, 9. Harrison says this, For we know we are God's children, and the whole world is under the control of the evil one. We know that we are God's children and the whole rest of the world are under the control of the evil one. That's important because it reminds us of who we are, whose we are, and where we are. Who we are. Child of God. I'm his child. I'm his son. Some of you, his daughter, right? Whose we are. We belong to him. We live for him. We belong to him. We're his people. And where we are, We're still living in this corrupt world that will try to seduce us every day. But we're different. Amen? Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you for the example of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Three teenagers willing to take a stand, willing to choose what is right, willing to choose you. And it's so obvious today that these three guys loved you more than their own lives. And because of it, you provided an incredible way. Would you today empower each of us um, through your word, by your spirit, to be in the likeness of Rack, and Benny. In the name of Jesus, we pray.
0: Amen. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to subscribe. For more information about The Crossing, visit thecrossingde.com or download the mobile app on the Apple App Store or Google Play. Music for today's podcast is from artist Sounds Like Sander under license from soundstripe.com.